May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I hope it doesn't throw you off if I say Merry Christmas, as we are still in the season of Christmas, as well as Happy New Year. I hope your 2022 has started out with a bang. I don't know if you live in my neighborhood, there was lots of bangs, uh, but 2022 has, you know, a little bit of letdown with those semifinal uh, football games that way just kind of blowouts on both ends. But I'm looking forward to where 22 is going to take us, the ups and downs and how God will be in it, in all of it with us. But I wanted to tell you a story to begin our sermon this morning, and I have to take you back to Halloween. And my family found ourselves at a trunk or treat in Julington Creek at the recreation center over there. And of course, it was a big to-do. Halloween in Julington Creek is a very, very popular holiday of sorts, if, you, if you've had the chance to uh, celebrate it over there. And we went, my little boys, Jackson and Gabe, they decided for their Halloween costumes this year to, or I guess it was last year, to be Roman gladiators. So they had the full regalia on and a mask where you couldn't even tell who they were. And they, they were like little, little brothers with their swords. And they were very excited for what they would be this Halloween. So we would get there. And of course, it's very crowded. And we would just get lost in the festivities. And there were lots of different uh, tr trunks where you could go and get, uh, you know, all your, your candy and sweets and all of that. And there was a DJ and music and face painting and, and all these people just having a good time together. Well, one of those things would happen to happen like, like happens with brothers sometimes. My oldest son found a little group of his friends. And of course, he didn't want to hang out with little brother. He wanted to hang out with his school-aged friends. And so we let that happen, Ashley and I. And he would go, Jackson would disappear, and so Gabe's feelings would get a little hurt. He wanted to run with the big boys, and for one of the first times, actually, in both of their young ages, Jackson was like, no, you go stay with mommy and daddy, and I'm going to go off with my friends. So Gabe got his feelings hurt, and he went with his mask down and his full little soldier outfit, and he climbed a tree. And we, he got up really high to where we got stuck. And he had wandered off to do this, mind you. So Ashley and I were, were just talking, seeing some other people we know from the neighborhood. And it dawns on us, where's, there's Jackson running with his friends, but where is Gabe? What have we done with Gabe? And it, what seemed like an hour, which was actually only five minutes, but we would begin to walk, and it's kind of a small, confined area, and we couldn't find him anywhere. And all of a sudden, it became real, like, where has he gone? And so we, we did another circle while someone went through the middle try, trying to conquer and divide, and we'd meet up again. He was still nowhere to be found. And of course, what we see in the news about abductions and some things like that, some anxiety Begin to come, began to get just come over us. Ashley would go up to the DJ, and the DJ was announcing, Gabriel Moore, please come to the, the tent right here. Your parents are looking for you. He still didn't show up. Where all of a sudden, Jackson would come, and we're really nervous. 
with a lot of anxiousness by this time, my oldest son would come and say, I just found Gabe. He's stuck in the tree and he's up there crying because he can't get out. And of course, our, you know, that breath of fresh, like, oh gosh, he's okay. But when we, one of us had to go up with him and help him out, and it was, he was about 30 feet up there in one of those really tall and really a lot of leaves to hide in. And it was one of those responses that any parent probably knows well, I'm glad you're okay, but I'm going to kill you. You know, you know how that, that back and forth once you know everything's all right. We have a similar story this morning. If you were listening to the gospel, you probably think we're still in the Christmas season. Shouldn't Jesus still be a baby? And shouldn't we be preparing for the wise men, the magi, to arrive? And we have those options, of course, and Epiphany is coming. But we have another gift to open today for Christmas. We get one of the lost or one of, one of the only looks as Jesus as a 12-year-old. And this, you, you know, as most of the gospel stories lay out, we have the infancy story, Jesus coming into the world, and then it seems like we fast forward so many years to age 30 where Jesus begins to step into his, the Son of God, his messianic mission of why he came into the world at age 30. Well, the great gift we have as an alternative in our lectionary readings today is this story in Luke 2, which is Jesus at 12 years of age. And of course, we probably wonder too, and I wish we had it, uh, all the volumes of what Jesus looked like from 3 to age 8. We get this story at 12, and then we don't see what happens again until age 30. Oh, if we could see those lost years of Jesus. Well, all, all is not lost as we do have this great gift that we look at this morning as Jesus as a 12-year-old. And I wanted to, as I've been watching a lot of movies over the, uh, the little break we've, we've had here in the, as things slow down and head into the new year, I wanted to break up this story into three scenes like a movie. The first of those that we will look at that we heard in the gospel is losing Jesus, the first scene. Now, as you heard, as it opened up, it is the most wonderful time of the year for, the, for Jesus and his parents in this culture. As they have traveled the 70 miles or so by, by foot, they have gone from Nazareth to Jerusalem it's the high holiday season as they head there for a week to celebrate Passover. And as Jesus is 12 years of age, it's in, this, this, in his culture at that time, this was about the time that he would become and be recognized as a man. I mean, I think in our day and age, 12-year-olds aren't anywhere close to, to men, even though they think that they are. It was a different time and a place in that culture. As Jesus is 12, he gets to finally travel with Mary and Joseph as they do every year, heading to the high holiday, week-long festivities of Passover. And we can only imagine that, that there's thousands upon thousands, if not millions of people that have gathered for the, for the remembrance and celebration of that high holy day. And, and then they've been there for the, the festivals leading into it and celebrating it for a week. And how wonderful that must have been for Jesus and his family. And then it becomes time to go. 
Now, Jesus had another appointment that he did not tell as a 12-year-old his parents about. And the caravan begins with all the being on the, the high of being there together. They begin to head back to Jerusalem and to that region. And as they get at one day down the road, as, as it was several days to get there by, by foot, traveling 70, roughly 70 miles, a day into the journey, when they're about to bed down for the night, they begin, Mary, it was probably Mary that asked the question, where's Jesus? Now, as you know, the small town network in the town they came from, everybody knew everybody for better or for worse. And if a kid wasn't right there and on your hip as you were traveling, making the trip back together, the natural assumption is that they were off somewhere else, traveling with people that knew them and would watch out for them. Well, as Mary would probably ask that question, it would dawn on them, Jesus is not with us. And they would begin to go to those they knew best. Have you seen him? No. Have you seen him? No. So they would realize that Jesus was lost. And here they are, and a whole day down the road, they have to turn and leave the safety of the caravan they traveled with and head back to Jerusalem. This isn't five minutes like Ashley and I experienced when Gabe was lost. This was a day away returning for a day when there was probably still heavy traffic in Jerusalem to where the anxiety, as, as the scripture leads us to believe that both Joseph and Mary had of losing Jesus. I mean, can you imagine? The, Gabriel, the angel Gabriel came to Mary 12 years before and said, you're going to be the parent by miraculous means of the Lord of Lords. And all glory be to him. They have lost not only their child, but the Lord. I mean, the anxiety that could come with that. And that leads us to the next scene, finding Jesus. As they bring this anxiety, they enter the temple. And they find Jesus, not frantic, and where have you been? And with tears in his eyes. But what they see astonishes them. 12-year-old Jesus is not in the position of a uh, learner listening to the scholars and the teachers that are in the temple. But he is in the seat of teaching, and they are around him. And the, those that he is teaching, those that are very learned, the elders, and, and Jesus is answering their question and astonishing them with his answers, showing kind of a foreshadowing of what will come as Jesus grows up. But Mary and Joseph, as they survey this scene, they have one of those similar, we have found him. But instead of the ideal, what, what we would think in, in the ideal story or reaction of, look at our son and look what he's doing, they act like normal parents would. And as they get out of there, Mary's the one that speaks up and she doesn't hold her words at all and they said, Jesus. Why have you put us through this? To where Jesus answers with the two questions which begin to get us into the heart of this gospel. What it means for us as we take it out of here this morning. And his two questions as they question him. Where have you been? Why have you put us through all this anxiety? His answer is, why were you searching for me? And also, you, did you not know that I must be, in our translation, in my father's 
house. Other translations say I must be about my father's business or about my father's interests as he is there in the scene that they enter upon. They had no idea what that meant. But Jesus had been found after they had been searching for them over a three-day period. That brings us to the third and final scene of our gospel this morning. That is raising Jesus. I brought this up in the beginning of the sermon that we have brought before us to ponder these lost years of Jesus. From this story to age 12 until Jesus is age 30, we can only imagine in our minds what that looks like. But this one story, this one look into him at 12 years old makes us realize that there was a maturing and, and some spiritual formation both for he and for Mother Mary. As we know, somewhere along the line, something happens to Joseph and he is removed from the story. But for those 18 years, from age 12 to 30, we hear as our gospel, the words close out this morning, that Jesus grew in years and in strength. And he grew in divine and human favor. And that's a key into those missing and lost years. Because as Jesus did have, as, as we saw as he was amazing the teachers with how he was teaching them at 12 years of age in the conversation that they had, that he had divine inspiration. But you've probably heard it before that God coming into the world was both fully man and yet fully human. For what has been revealed to us and what is, remains mystery about that. But something to consider about that is that as we see, God was fully one month old. God was fully 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old, 15, and on up to 30 while he was being with God. And these lost years show us that we hear that, that the child grew in divine and human favor. And as we see with that, as Luke takes, takes us to Luke 15, if we are consider, to consider that, chapel, the uh, that chapter, the child that was once lost for three days was never really lost, but told us he must be about his father's business. And as he will grow in age, up to age 30, he will be released into not being lost, but being the divine creator that stepped into the world to come to seek the lost. As if you know, Luke 15 is the story of the lost coin, these parables, the lost sheep, and the lost son, the prodigal son. You see, the one that grew, that grew in divine and human favor, this was his ultimate mission, why he came. And in these missing 18 years that we have from age 12 until he comes on the scene and steps into his full messianic vocation, being the full son of God as he prepares himself for the cross and the disciples for what is to come next, this is the time between that we look at that both he and Mary grew in maturity and oh my gosh, Mother Mary having that full, she, she, was, she was a learned person from sitting in several synagogue lessons and knew things to a point. 
And then the angel Gabriel would come, and only she knew what it was like to have the Lord of Lords growing inside of her, giving birth to that child, and only Mary and Joseph would know what, what, what changing diapers of Jesus and all of those years that we have missing. But from this age 12 to age 30, Mary would grow knowing what it was like to care for the, uh, the God that was fully God and yet fully human as he would mature in this divine and human favor. And then Jesus would learn what it was like to step out of heaven and to be one of us of every minute of his life leading up to age 30 and to that time of age 33 where he would face his cross. Imagine the spiritual growth and the formation for both Mary and Jesus as they realized that, as he would step into the role of being the one that came to save us all, to, to the one that would come to seek the lost. Well, as we consider these major themes of this gift of this scripture that we have this morning, I ask you, have you lost Jesus? Maybe not how his parents did, but there are many ways that all of us sitting here can lose Jesus. And this continued time of COVID and uncertainty and things like that, have you found yourself asking, God, where are you in this feeling lost in this time in which we find ourselves? Has a job or a new diagnosis or a broken relationship with a close family member or friend, or anything, a circumstance in life led you to walking away from your relationship with God or the church? Have you lost Jesus? Well, my prayer would be for you this morning, and my hope that in this Christmas season, and that in this new year, that as you seek and search for Jesus, that you would find Jesus and realize from these stories that we have in the Christmas season to his birth, to how he, how he grew to this 12-year-old that was both a foreshadowing of who he would be in his later years, as well as Luke puts us and, and gets us in touch with how Jesus grew and matured, that that is just like Mary and Jesus had that growing time of spiritual growth and formation together. Over that 18-year period, at that 12-year-old scene, as Jesus had told them, um, I, I, this is why I have come, and I must be about my father's business. And yet remember the story. Humble beginnings in a manger, raised in humble origins, preparing him to be an obedient son of flawed parents so he may know what it is like to be one of us. To fully, so that we may fully understand who he was and why he came. It's spiritual growth and formation for us all. Just like Mary, little by little, she would be let into who this child was and how he would grow the divine and human favor that would be upon him. I would pray that would be our journey, that little by little, that we would mature in relationship with him as well. That when we think he is lost, and whatever that means for us, that he would be found time and time again. And that we would also grow in maturity in relationship with God. 
just as this story shows us with Mary. I would pray if you feel lost, if you feel that God is lost, that as you gather this morning in the closing out of this Christmas season and in this new year, 2022, that God may be found and found again as you continue to mature in relationship with him. All honor, praise, and glory be to our Lord and Savior who came into the world and makes this maturing possible for us all. What a gift we are given this morning and through him. Amen.